0: we
1: Welcome back to New Persuasive Words. Persuasive Words. I'm Scott Jones. I'm Bill Bohr. And we have with us Todd Littleton. Welcome, Todd.
0: Thank you. Good to be it's on. It's great to have you on Bulls We haven't done one of these for a we while. We have not done a Bulgashista in a long time. Well, life, life has gotten in the way a bit, but uh, we're glad to have you back on, and uh, thank you. Previous to this, Todd interviewed me for his podcast, uh, so honored to be a part of that. And the podcast still probably will have listeners afterwards. Uh, it's distinctly possible. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we decided there were at least 12. 12 or 12. He, he said, he, he opened. <laughs> so, for all the people who don't know you in podcast world, which I said, you mean other than our 12 listeners? Yeah, 12, Yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six of which are Bill's trolls. Uh, or, and, it, and the other six are related to me. But, uh, I don't think, I think only a couple of my kids listen to this. I don't think family too often. I don't know. They've heard enough of me over the years. They don't need need to, they don't need to use it recreationally.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So I want to, I want to read a passage to you guys from Love Alone is Credible. See what you think of this. This is from Von Balthazar. Christian love is not the word, not even the ultimate word that the world says about itself. Rather, it is God's final word about himself and therefore also about the world. The first thing the cross does is cross out the world's word by a holy other word, a word that the world does not want to hear at any price. For the world wants to live and rise again before it dies, while the love of Christ wants to die in order to rise again in the form of God on the other side of death, indeed in death. The resurrection and death refuses to be assimilated, instrumentalized, or taken in tow by the necrophobic life of the world, this life, however, which wants to live before it dies, can find no hope in itself, itself to eternalize that which is time bound.
0: Yeah, that's 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 amazing. It's, 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 it's there's so much there. It's sometimes hard to follow that hmm. as you read it because I mean I've read it before, but that's a lot there.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a like I've re- I was rereading that. I thought, man, this is the whole thing right here. That interesting notion that the, the that the world can't comprehend christian love because it wants to die and rise it, it wants to rise again live and rise. Well, how does he say it live and rise again
2: without death without death, death right, right? It, the, yeah. for the world
1: wants to live and rise again before it dies while the love of christ wants to die in order to rise again in the form of god on the other side of death
0: that's, that's I
2: thought that was a classic line necrophobia yeah necrophobia yeah
0: you 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 don't usually hear that in, in a theologically positive way of saying No generally
1: necrophobic you're thinking, <laughs> no. look, these are people running around the morgue after hours. Yeah, it's no, not it's no. not good. <laughs> it's not good.
0: No, no. It's not. <laughs> uh, I thought was, I thought it was a great descriptor. Yeah, no, it actually really was. Well and I get it, yeah. I mean I've always thought it was interesting. Um, like people who uh, we, we before we were talking about uh, Kevin Costner movies, but the bull, you know, the bull Durham, where she talks about how she's been reincarnated, and Bull Durham goes, "How come no one's ever reincarnated? How come no one in the previous life is anybody ordinary or a jerk? Right, right. And I do think, yeah, you know, what's attractive about like the American Buddhist version of reincarnation, which has nothing to do mostly with what Buddha taught or the followers of Buddhism, but. Is this what exactly what he's saying? We want we want perpetual existence. You know, we we want we yeah, we want we want. Uh, usually, what we want we want what we had in this life, but better or you know a, a greater or more exaggerated version of ourselves. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not actually about resurrection, it's about immortality. Yeah,
1: that's like what dreams may come, the Robin Williams film. Which uh, there's a lot of stuff that like, I that, you, that is commendable in that movie, but I think it. But the vision of the afterlife is like consumer good. Like it's just. You get to look like whatever you want. You get to kind of do you like. You get this. It, it, it's
0: not like it's interesting because. Well, that, but isn't that the initial stage of learning what delight is? I thought you know, it's funny how you interpret it because I, I always interpret that early thing is it, how would you begin, you know, how would you be transformed in a world? Where which is pure delight, where desire is realized. It makes sense that that would almost be you'd have to go through that for training purposes.
1: But yeah, yeah. I think that like I mean, what what made me think about though was right like that that part of like creaturely part of being a creature is like understanding your circumscribed like your limits. Right. And so death and resurrection is not deliverance from your creaturehood. It's a transformation of the creaturehood. But it's not. But whereas I think like I think that what. The vision of sort of immortality like it, it, it's sort of just expansion right uh it, it's sort of a a kind of will to power yeah in the crassest sense of the word yeah right.
0: no I, I think you're i think you're right yeah yeah it's it is interesting i mean how often um and again I, I whatever people need to do to get through death and grief i you know i i i don't judge that but it's it's some it's it's amazing you probably judge some things <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right but i don't I'll, i don't do it out out loud <laughs> yeah okay, yeah i mean that's better that's more appropriate
2: yeah yeah but what about what about instead of you know kind of facing that issue getting through death and grief the the going back to the necrophobic or the or the uh, idea of sort of a uh, ongoing reincarnation absent death where we tell ourselves that immortality or the next life um, am, am I going to be bald? Um, am I going to be fat? Am I going, where, where the desire for what's to come as Bill was describing has nothing to do with delight, has nothing right. to do with, you know, really grasping a transformation or a reorientation of what's, what we value. But, you know, how many people get turned off by the idea that I'm going to look just like I do. You know. Yeah.
0: By the way, Ty, I don't know you very well, and, I, and everything about you seems really positive and great and humble, and I hear you're a great pastor. But as I'm, as you're talking, I'm looking behind you, and you have terrifying cookie jars behind you. and <laughs> I mean look at it. Yeah, that's, that's my, a, that's my wife's strange. collection. That's so I my mean, that's, so that's my, this, that's my I, that, wife's you, collection. Words, do they like at night do they come alive and like eat your guests? It's alive. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is this is the inspiration for um A Night in the Museum.
0: Oh, okay. Well, very go. I just yeah. I mean yeah. and again, I'm yeah. sure your cookie jars come alive. Sure you just wasn't a big I'm sure pit. your wife is charming too, but I just I just want you to know her her her, her collection <laughs> terrifies me a little bit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, can you cover those up for the live stream? Just say, yeah, let's see if I can. Just get a blanket. Oh, okay. That's right. Tr- excuse me. Because I need to go. I'm going, I'm going to my safe place right now, my happy place. Go ahead. Huh. I'm okay now.
1: So there you go. So uh, <laughs> necrophobic, and then there's cookie jar phobic, cookie which is, is billboard.
0: And my, my, my mom collects owls. <clears throat> she just collects ceramic owls. And when the older boys would visit there, they'd sleep downstairs. And, and the, she had a shelf with the owls you know, all around the shelf. One morning we woke we went down there, woke the guys up and every owl had been turned to face the wall. <laughs> it's creepy, dude. Because we found out that Adam, my second son, who's afraid of nothing except ceramic owls we found out <laughs> well, there's who 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 is looking at you so All right, yeah, it's the, very, very that little mama bear in the middle she's the one who'll wreck <laughs> yeah. She'll, yeah she'll rip your face off right there
1: It's just yeah. a much better experience if you're seeing the live stream right well, now, you, again, can, see, well, you but, can see these you can
0: see these bulls because the very nature of it it's, it's very, very we're helping people engage in their imagination okay exactly for uh, those of you who just listening to this imagine a uh Chester or a, a cabinet full of terrifying friendly animal uh cookie jars. That's what it see, is. This
1: is where I think Stern is so talented because he'll have a whole contest and narrate the whole thing while no one can see it. Right. That's not. That's not easy to do.
0: No, it's not. And we could waste more time on this going through each cookie jar. Exactly. But I think we, we t- should move on. <laughs> we, we, we we can move yeah, on to the Yeah, because
2: there'd be some that. It might be offensive. So we probably
0: should. <laughs> be, be that. Now everybody's going to wonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, people are going to please send us pictures of Thoughts Cookie Jars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll send links. But at any rate,
1: I want to take a brief moment to ask you a quick question. Do you like this podcast? Do you enjoy it? Do you look forward to listening to it while you do a morning, afternoon, or evening routine, or while you're exercising, or while you're caught frustrated in traffic? Projects I've got in the works, so I invite you to be a patron, through Patreon, of this, which I think is an art form you're enjoying and will continue to enjoy. Again, any contribution is welcome, but for five bucks a month, you will get a shout-out on the Thank You Roll Call, which begins right now. Thank you, David Babico, Ellis Brazil, David Zoll, Sari Graham, Peter Steigerwald, Samantha Blythe. David Norling, Charlotte Donlan, Barry Stewart, Larry Rule, Stephen Lipless, John Schneider, Ben Crosby, Liam O'Brien, Jim Cress, Stephen Rowe, Ben DeHart, Michael Butera, Jordan Morseberger, Josh Redder, Andrew Stravitz, and Jennifer Underwood. If you want to join these patrons through Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash Scott Kent Jones. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the show.
0: Back to von Balthasar. Back to von Balthasar.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, because the whole book, Love Alone is Credible, is this idea that there is no thing that can make sense of Christianity outside of the revelation of divine love. So there's no kind of, like he, the first half of the book is he's looking at, he says the church trying to make the words of the wor- word, the lagoi, the words of the world, uh, connect with or make sense of the logos. And he's like, basically, it doesn't work. You know, like whether it's through uh, kind of history of religions, metaphysics, existentialism, you know, the turn psychology, whatever, that the only thing that really makes divine, that, that makes Christianity believable is the revelation of the divine love in Christ itself, which brings with it the understanding of, 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 of true love. I mean, so it's, it's just very interesting because, you know, it's a very, I mean, it seems sort of like a, like a basic point, And yet how often do People try to make sense of Christianity outside of that,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think you're right, well mm-hmm. and, and what's unique is love, even when it comes to the classic you know Christianity takes over a lot of the classic culture but um but love the, the centrality of love is is a christian Christian innovation, even when it uses it uses some platonic understanding of love and desire and eros, but it's done in such a different key that it becomes its own thing I mean, I, I mean I've even had some argument you know Agape and eros. Or synonyms. Um, and there's some who would argue that what gives agape its unique meaning as separate from the other loves is actually um, maybe St. Paul's use of the word and in, in the Gospel of John, that the Christianity may actually create a whole new dimension of love that didn't exist before. Yeah. And this is what, you know, Von Balser argues that, you know, what, where revelation
1: is sort of, even though it's like any analogy, dissimilar, but where it connects with love, the experience of love is he thinks what you find beautiful, you come to love. And what you love, you come to find beautiful in some way, and you know, and that, that this is sort of that what really the redeeming revelation that comes in Christ does is, is as you see the crucified God as is, is different, like that becomes something. that It's a kind of Christian aesthetic that that's the yeah. that's the beatific vision is the suffering love of God, as opposed to you look at it in the first century and you're you know mocking it or you're one of the people that makes the graffiti on the Roman wall where they're, you know, describing a Christian worshiping a crucified jackass kind of thing, yeah. where actually the thing becomes something
0: different to you. How do you approach this in your, in your Holy Week uh, sermons, Todd? Hmm.
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think, I, I, you know, I've been thinking about uh, that, and then the way uh, Scott just described that, I, I think that there has to be a, a, a distinction of what that particular revelation of love draws out, um I think um uh been I've been reading some of uh, Fleming Rutledge's um uh, the end, I think it's the undoing of death, I think is her sermons for Holy Week. And um, you know, the emphasis on the distinctive uh, uh revelation of uh God's love in Christ has to have a, or it seems to me, has a um uh, what's the word a, a generative effect it, it it's drawing something out of uh that's different, so when you draw distinctions from the the way the the world kind of understands love or wh- whatever words words we want to use for that, then when we uh talk about the beauty of the cross even in its horridness, its expression of love uh, draws out so i think in 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 Holy Week, you know we spend a lot of time. Um, thinking about or I think many do thinking about the, the the transactional features if that's even fair and we miss that this ultimate expression of love is drawing out from um, those who are hearing the story told and and God's self-revelation of love in in that act
0: ought, ought to draw out from us something
2: yeah. if that makes any it does
0: yeah sense I, I think arguably the most beautiful music ever written, uh, most of it or a lot of it has to do with the passion of Christ, at least in terms of religious mm. music. I mean, you stop and think whether it's even by association, um, you know, a mass or whatever or a requiem, you know, you think of the music when you think of what Beethoven, you know, again, you go down the line, some of the, some of the most remarkable and some of the most beautiful classic hymns have to do exactly with this subject. I, I don't. I wonder if there's something about that that uh, we don't even, you know, unconsciously it draws out that very thing that you were saying.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. Chesterton in Orthodoxy says, you know, that kind of early on in that book, he says that there are, uh, you know, there's the circle which kind of closes in upon itself, but because like, it, he th- he's thinking of like um, hierophanic kind of religions or things, religions right. that are sort of and philosophies are. It's symbolized by the circle, like an eternal circle, or the snake. Yeah, this is whereas the the cross, you know, stretches out in all directions to all the corners of of the universe. You know, as as a sign of safety for wayward travelers, like that. But like that's interesting. The the difference between like an eternal circle versus an eternal cross, or like PT Foresight says, Hmm. you know, there's a cross at the heart of God. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that generative. Yeah, PT Foresight said that before Bart's Doctrine of Election stuff. Like, there are a lot of people who think he anticipated Bart on a lot of stuff. Mm. British kind of mm. thinker.
0: Yeah, and, and I think, to me, it's a way of not becoming over-triumphalistic on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. I mean, I think there's a sense where, again, I, I probably heard this from some sort of revivalist preacher um, growing up, but that, you know, in, in heaven, the only thing that will be imperfect will be the scars of Christ, Now, whatever heaven's gonna be like, whatever it is, but there's something about that image of the eternal imperfection, if you would, of the resurrected Christ is something that can't can't be lost in sometimes what becomes an overly romanticized, realized eschatology on Easter. And I don't wanna I mean I I I, the joy and hope of Easter is something I hold on to, but um you know, I, I sometimes think that Maybe Protestants took Jesus off the cross too quickly in our iconology. Yeah,
2: you know when you when you mentioned over triumphalism, I you know I think about this year's one, um, one Easter text is Mark sixteen. So if you cut off at verse eight, <laughs> y- it's it's not terribly triumphalistic. You no, know. It's terrified. With, the disciples leave with a great deal of fear yeah, and t- trembling. Terrified you
0: know, with so. joy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I always you yeah. know this, when I read that text, I always think of an Animal House when they when the When they kill the horse, whatever the when the horse dies and, and and they go running out, I always think that's the scene I always see this go, "Oh, are the stooges running out or whatever I mean like you know this pure terror of it running away, but the fact yeah. is what's behind the terror is the joy that he's risen oh and yeah. I think it's kind of a reader
1: response yeah. criticism too like you the people that are hearing this mark's gospel are in this, they're afraid, and the, you have the right. sense that well, the women were afraid too, and had they not gone and told the disciples you wouldn't have heard the message right so if you mm-hmm. so in your fear uh, you know know that you know the the message of hope that comes to you in those fears is it, it was dependent on them working through the fear that. You have right now. Yes.
0: Yeah, and it, and, yes. It's, and,
1: and it's and awesome. I do like the snake handling stuff,
0: though. I'm into that. That's the one thing I like about the Long running. I mean,
1: I don't think it's canonical, but I'm into
0: it. So you want to come to lo- You're going to have to relocate. So, so the that, ne- so next time I visit West Virginia, you want to come with me? Only garter snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Only garters, <laughs> garter snakes. So that, those that, those are the mainline uh, snake handling churches.
1: <laughs> I heard from Facebook just now, Todd. Jason Michelle said your church doesn't even have a cross in it.
0: Uh, he then he stood he stood right behind
2: our cross. Oh man! I heard he was a cross for you. Yeah, yeah. he's a cross. Well, fan. leave it. Leave, yeah, leave it to no, I'm the peanut gallery. He's mm-hmm. always his, his his the the pulpit of which he stood behind is in the shape of a cross. I like that.
0: Yeah. so he probably didn't notice that. I
1: heard I heard this story yesterday by yeah. By Cla-
2: probably if it wasn't hanging on a wall, I don't
1: know. I heard this story from uh Jonathan Wilson Harker told it to me by Clarence Jordan story he said he used. Down some big church in Atlanta or something. And this pastor's tall steeple, Southern Baptist church. And he says, you wouldn't believe that huge cross all the way up on the top of the of the steeple. That cost us $10,000. And Jordan's like, I remember where you can get him for free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. yeah, he was kind of the St. Dominic of his day. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was great. That was, that yeah. was powerful stuff. No, uh, but yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, it's interesting too in about the Mark version uh it's obvious the tradition wasn't comfortable living in fear because they had the snake part. <laughs> right, right. We, gotta have to, we can't end it like this. You know, that's the great thing about a little bit of redaction criticism. You realize that, you know, even from the beginning, we've been trying to explain things away a little bit. We've been right, right. Trying, We've been trying to soften the blow a bit, even in our... And the way we put the text together.
1: It's and, like it's like when they do like Hollywood screen t- test screenings. Like, come on, the audience is gonna hate this ending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, this didn't pull well or, outside of Jerusalem. Or the fact that the the story of the woman caught adultery, no one no gospel wanted it. You know, right, right, it right. was floating around with something all right, we think it happened. We need to stick it anywhere. Let's put it in the gospel, John. No one understands what's going on in that anyway. <laughs> It'll just blend in. It'll just blend in. <laughs> <laughs> so that that gives me great comfort that the uh that the in, the inerrant handlers of the text were as screwed up as we are. <laughs> well,
1: and also I think, you know, it's interesting. But because they wore
0: gloves. That's why it was inerrant. They because had those gloves. Bon
1: Balthazar talks about just holy gloves, love, like God wanting to be in the world as a holy other, but then comes in and through the world. And, and, and even I think it's interesting when you, when you compare something like Mormonism or Islam and its understanding of revelation versus the Judeo-Christian kind of tradition, Judaism and Christianity, where there's a history to the transmission of this. well, And there's it, a lot of ambiguity, you know, and, and things, as opposed to sort of one singular person gets a revelation in one generation. I, that's, I think that says something different about the character of the revealer.
0: Well, I, I agree with the way you said, but an awful lot of Christians think about the scripture more like a fundamentalist. Muslim, right, or, Yeah, yeah. Or, that's or it, yeah, or I Mormon, mean, yeah. the
1: the analogy in interreligious dialogue isn't between the Bible and the Quran. It's between Christ and the Quran. Yeah. Because those are both eternal words. I mean, the Bible doesn't function in Christianity, historic. I mean, traditionally, as the eternal word. The way you would say the. I mean, the Quran is functions like yes. what Christ is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I was around a Muslim the other day. and I dropped my Bible, and they 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 kind of gasped. I go, no, no big deal.
1: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the leather's not even genuine. Yeah, it's bonded. That's right. That's the other thing too. When these fundamentalists give away bonded leather Bibles as gifts, I'm like, man, do you really believe it's that rare? And if you're if you're buying cheap bonded leather, man, buy the real leather. <laughs> that's right.
0: By the way, you haven't that's that's from the old days. That's from that's
1: I, that's not the joke I used to make. That, but that is a, that was, that
0: was a, one of your favorite early trips.
1: Right, yeah, I, yeah, the, I believe the you way know, evenly leather is genuine. That is interesting, man. I mean, you know, it's not that much more for the genuine regular leather.
0: Well, I'm sure in Oklahoma it's only genuine leather down there. Exactly. Matter of fact, you can pick out the cow you want your Bible to come from. <laughs> <laughs> like a lobster. <laughs> yeah, Whether. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, there's plenty of bonded le- bonded leather here in Oklahoma. I'm disillusioned. I'm disillusioned. No, I know.
2: I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I'm disillusioned.
0: Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I, because I, if I come down, I want to come down sometimes. I want, I want, I want. I'm gonna get boots. I got a hat. I got a cowboy hat I can wear. There you so, go. Here you if go. I come
1: down, I'm wearing just like the normal
0: the, the haberdashery of my my own custom.
1: I'm not wearing anything different.
0: <laughs> well, then you can't come to the cattleman Steakhouse with us. <laughs> That's right. You've been to Cattlemen's. Well, whatever. there's a Cattlemen's every town. There is a Cattlemen's. There's was... a cattleman's in old stockyards. In, in Midland, in Midland, Tech, yeah. Steakhouse where gravy's a beverage. <laughs> I think I'm gonna throw up. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't mean to make your tender stomach. Uh, that's uh, right. You can have chicken fried, chicken fried. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what's left in the skillet afterwards. Put that on yeah. bread and a little gravy.
2: That's it. Yeah, that's it's it. it.
0: <laughs> yep. By the way, kid, there's there, a country gravy. song. Where you know it's like a little bit of chicken fries, something on a Saturday. I can't, you know that song is out. I don't. It's kind of a pop country. Right? I hate this new pop country. But at one point, there's a there's a sign, there's a verse, and we want to thank all those soldiers who gave our life so we can have chicken fried and be with our girls on a Friday night. In other words, you just thank people for dying so you can have chicken fried steak. Somehow that doesn't <laughs> seem like a. Particular,
1: not the spirit of Umbauhaus. It's not the spirit of Umbauhaus. <laughs> 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 Certainly not. Yeah. No. Certainly not. It's necrophobic.
0: It's necr- necrophobic. <laughs> yeah. It's necrophobic. He, I can see Todd It's necrophilic. <laughs> I've got that. Todd's. Todd's thinking, uh, How can I work this into my Palm Sunday sermon? Exactly. Necrophobic. Ab- absolutely. How can I get that yeah. in? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you
1: do when uh, there's like sermon notes, we have and blank, 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 blank. I see
0: at the end, <laughs> they fill in. <laughs> they fill in <laughs> necrophobic. I think the deacons would be talking to you afterwards if you did that. There'd could be an emergency. There'd be an emergency deacon meeting.
1: <laughs> Jason Michelle oh. says Bill and Todd should be do a redneck old guy episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell you what, that Michelle, he's
1: he's angling for something. He's in the peanut he? gallery.
0: He just yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like one of the he's like the the Facebook version of the old guys in the Muppets. But up, yeah, in, up,
0: up, up in the up in the balcony. He's he's just frustrated uh, that he looks like us in his forties. That's his problem right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm always I'm always glad to provide some good humor. Is, for if, Jason. If, you know what? If I can if I can help your way, Jason, go ahead.
1: Well, friends, we've 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 said it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, this this is it? the best of the bulls. This is this <laughs> is we've it said up. it all. I mean, we've said it all. All right. So, uh, what's your sermon title for Palm Sunday,
2: Todd? I'm still working on the title. Okay, I, t- I title it. I title it at the end. Uh, at the just
0: end. my um, the bulletin person makes me title it when they do the bulletin. It's <laughs> going to be a rough week in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, mine's yeah. mine's a tri- mine's called a time, triumph and a tragedy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, and I like marks. I like Mark's version of the triumphal entry because they come in. Jesus looks around. Sees it's late and goes home. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's in some levels that's the beauty of Mark. There's so. some
1: sightseeing.
2: He looks around, <laughs> checks it out at the temple and then leaves.
0: Yeah, but um we, we're
2: f- we're finishing up a series on uh the, the meal stories with Jesus and Luke, so it's the uh, last supper. So going to probably have a little uh, uh Exodus redo and and um I still 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 coming up with the topic. That's that's what we're doing on Palm
0: Sunday. Well, good. Well, blessings. Have a little chicken yeah. chicken fried hummus with that uh, meal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. God bless. God bless. Good talking to you, Todd. Thanks. Thanks, guys.
1: Just like me